Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me featuring my sick voice. But more importantly, Grace Helbig is here. Yeah. Back with a vengeance. You haven't been on in so long. I know. Years, I think. Literally, maybe like a year, a a year year and a half. Yeah. Your place looks great. It got different. It's so big. This new New York loft that you're recording in looks awesome. Yeah, it just exudes wealth. I just really wanted it to match my aesthetic. I mean, I exude wealth, so I needed the place that I live. To also exude wealth. When I think of you in this state right now, I think well, opulence. Yeah, doing the most. <laughs> Honestly, though, doing the most. Sneezing, coughing, dying. Yeah, what do you have? Just a head cold situation? I think so. I don't know. I got sick on. Mo- They've heard this story so many times. But I got sick on Monday. I thought that it, what it was was a popcorn kernel lodged in my throat at the Jonas Brothers concert. Oh, it was not. It was truly wow. a real sickness that. Why well, it took me by surprise because I guess kind of 
cough and get it out. And right. then finally it was like four days later and I had a fever and I was like, maybe it was a cough. <laughs> or that kernel yeah. was really diseased. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's what it was. So I'm assuming that's what it is. I'm going uh, on an international trip next week though. So Perfect. I like need Take to go it overseas. To the yeah. yeah. And like be better and not be sick. Grace was sick for like a solid yeah, month. Yeah, I still, Shut I've up. just learned that like phlegm is my natural state now. Oh, no. Which I, I mean, it's one of those things that if anyone else was in my body, they'd be like, oh, I'm going to a doctor yeah. immediately. And I'm like, it'll fix itself eventually. I'm yeah. pretty patient with it. Have <laughs> you ever gotten a neti pot? Have you done that? Have not done that. That's a good time. Is it? Oh, it is. Especially if you're like really mucusy and phlegmy. Yeah. It is. It's fun. Like I you can feel it actual. It's like when you poop when you really have to poop and you're mm-hmm. like, I'm so like light and like bouncy <laughs> now. That's how your nose feels. Like it's like full weights out of your nose and like your head gets lighter. Wow. It's okay. amazing. I will have to, you know, save a Friday or Saturday night oh. for a real fun time. <laughs> It is also so fucking terrible because the feeling that you get when you get water in your nose, that's what you're just intentionally I doing. I think I'd be freaked out with myself. Oh, and you have to like do it in front of a mirror. So yes. I'd be forcing myself to watch myself go Drown. through pain. And, you're like, just watching. drowning yourself. And you're like, and you're, like you, you're actually feel like you're dying, but uh, it all comes out. Yeah. Okay. One day. One day. Uh, I'm going to do that later. I got <laughs> Did you do the peroxide thing? In the Which ear? one? I was no, going to say that. But yeah, that's but the other thing. The earwax mm-hmm. stuff. I haven't done that either. Melissa was telling me about all these different tricks but i did take a bobby pin to mods's yep. ear and cleaned out the earwax is oh my god good yeah. that's what she told me to do really i did it when i was a child and i still do it <laughs> and child melissa was shit. an md so. yeah. i got yeah. so much shit out of his ears right i told so you so right. much but like i feel like i do like eardrum damage insane. or something no, it doesn't you can see it like yeah. and yeah. feel it so you're basically playing get... operation on your yeah, ear by yourself scraping it out yeah <laughs> and i have none i have no fucking mm-hmm. ear Wax. Humble brag. Well, yeah. I, no, I was I, like, as someone I, as, that's waxy. <laughs> I know. That's what I wouldn't want to do it because I don't want to see what's going on but in there. I, as someone who loves to pick and loves paws and everything, uh, when I was like, I have nothing, like I was so sad. But then I just did his. And he was like, Can you please get out of my ears? I'm like, No, there's more. This is so fun. <laughs> oh and I like was putting it all on a, like a white piece of paper uh, so he could see it all. And he's like, I don't know. Just need showing to him see his it. shame. Yeah, I'm like, Look at it. It's so gross. <laughs> You're uh, disgusting yeah. and there's proof. <laughs> And then we were Googling what different colors and consistencies oh. meant. <laughs> it was a good time. God. It was a romantic night. Wow. Yeah. That's a real bonding it's good moment. Foreplay. <laughs> good foreplay. <laughs> Honestly, though, that is like for me, I'm like, yeah, this is this is what it does for uh-huh. me. Um, well, guys, this is an advice podcast. If you're new here. Welcome. Um, if you want to give us a call for an upcoming episode, our phone number is 310-694-0976. My cold medicine did not make me forget that, even though I thought it did. Impressive. International listeners, you can send us an audio <laughs> message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, okay, I'm ready. Hi, um, I am 20 years old and I just uh, finished my sophomore year in college. And I recently, well, not too recently, probably a good, like, Six months ago, I started talking uh, to this guy and it was nothing serious. And like from the start, I just didn't want to be in a relationship as I got out of a toxic relationship not that long beforehand, like before I started talking to this guy. Um, And, you know, things were going smoothly. It was a fun time. He seemed like a good guy. And uh, recently he tried asking to borrow probably about, I think it was $126 for me. Um, which kind of freaked me out as we're not that close. And I talked to my friends about it and they all freaked out, you know, um, 
trying to tell me to, you know, get away from him because I'm fortunate and like I've been used before for like money reasons. And it's not that I wouldn't mind helping. It's just that it's kind of, I just, I can't help but get the feeling that he's trying to use me. Uh, so I don't know if I should keep talking to him or not because, you know, I never got the feeling from him that he seemed like he had, you know, questionable intentions, but now I can't help but think that he does. Um, sorry for like rambling and talking so quickly, but yeah, I just don't know what to do in this situation because I kind of did start seeing something more with him, like after a while, but now this situation has just kind of scared me. Did she pay him? It sounds like she didn't. Yeah. Um, or it sounds like she's in the middle of deciding whether she should or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're a sophomore in college. You don't want a relationship. This guy hasn't, from what it sounds like, proposed a relationship. He's just sort of seemed interested in you and then asked you for money, which is a red flag yeah. across the board. It can be so the most weird. Prince Charming of Prince Charmings. But like, I think you just say flat out, I'm not comfortable lending you money. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I don't like you any less. And then if he goes, cool, sorry, and like backpedals and like actually wants to hang out with you, then there's possibility for something there. Mm-hmm. But if he gets weird and starts like distancing himself after you're just like, no, I'm not comfortable mm-hmm. lending someone money in this situation, then that's a bad dude. Yeah. I mean, I think it's weird that he asked. I'd be done. I'd be done just now. Cause like if I, if I was going out with a guy for even for like a little while and like, I don't want to say like, uh, like, uh, as opposed to like, if we were out at a restaurant and we had gotten dinner, he was like, holy fucking shit, I left my wallet. Like, right. oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, no, I got this. It's fine. But yeah. like, if it's like, hey, can I borrow? It's just odd because not that like you guys, like you guys are like casually dating or whatever, but like you shouldn't be like your relationship with him shouldn't be the first person he would ask. Yeah. Like there should be like a lot, like if you like, and there's no shame in like not being able to make ends meet and like needing to ask someone for a loan or for money. But like, there's like a, like a list of people there's that like you a would hierarchy ask. of <laughs> yeah. other people. And like, if you were the first person, so like no matter which way y- you go, it's bad. Like if you were the first person, it's fucking weird. But yeah. also like if you weren't the first person and he got turned down by all the other people yeah. and he still asked you like, that's really fucking weird. Also, $126. What is it for? So specific. And like, if it's a parking ticket and he's like, I can't pay my parking ticket. Is there any, I'm embarrassed to even ask you this. Is there any way I could borrow money? Mm, still weird. Like you yeah. said, there should be other people that have the capability to lend him money. Uh, and if they don't, then that's another red flag mm-hmm. of his relationships with other people. Uh also, $126 to a sophomore in college is a lot of that money. Is, yeah. That's like my mind immediately was like, what do you need? Like, yeah. What do you absolutely need that for that? Like, you're also the person that he's asking. And like, I'm not here to like perpetuate like the toxic masculinity like thing of being like, oh, guys need to be like strong and pay for things. But like, even if like the roles were reversed and it was like a like a heterosexual guy calling in and a mm-hmm. girl was asking for that, like still weird. Yeah. I think it's just still weird because like you're especially if you're like casually dating somebody that's when it's like best foot forward. I don't fart. Like yeah. I am so cute. Yeah. Like I'm the best. And like, if this is like him being like the most like uh, polished, like best foot forward version of himself and the best foot like forward version of himself is asking for money. Like what is him like a year and a half into a relationship? Right. Like mm-hmm. also she's been used for money in the past. So there's yeah. probably some sort of emotional conditioning that like, giving money is a sign of like love to the person that you're with and just you need to be really confident in the fact or understand it's fundamentally 
probably easier to understand than actually believe that you not giving this person money doesn't make you a bad person and doesn't make you any less attractive overall to someone that's really going to be want an a genuine relationship with you yeah. especially if this is something that you've gone through in the past like mm-hmm. i'm sure there is conditioning of like if i give him money he'll like me more yeah um that's not the case no <laughs> i say cut your lot like just be done with him now and like just say like yeah like i'm not comfortable like giving you money and then if he gets weird if you can look past it and like move on then i think yeah. like that's fine and if he can too but like be wary of it but if, if it was me in the situation it would automatically be like, I don't think you're hot anymore. I am not attracted to you. Like, this is gross. Yeah, I think I because I also am like one of those people that wants to like help everyone yeah. and wants to make everyone feel good. But I think at this point, I just be like, that's weird to me. Yeah. I mean, do you want to talk about like, that's weird to me? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel bad for you, but I don't. I've been used before and I don't like this situation. And so this is like a weird thing that I have to kind of create a boundary for. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah it's just fucking weird. Just mm-hmm. fucking weird. Unless you're on a college campus. There's probably tons of other people out there. Move on to someone that has good credit. Yeah. Ooh. Nothing is sexier than good credit. Right. Damn, boy. Do you pay your car on time? You got all your payments on time. You can pay your tuition. Oh, so hot. That's pretty hot. I didn't even go to college. I'm wet for your good credit. Also, it sounds like you have good friends if they're all like telling you immediately like, I don't trust this mm-hmm. person and then rely on them more. It seems like they care about you. Yeah. So that's good for you. It's not like you're alone in this. Yeah. And I think it's okay to be generous and want to treat people to things, but it's like, I'm a big fan of like treating people to stuff and being generous. But mm-hmm. like my, most of the time, my friends are like, please stop. Like, I don't want you to do this anymore. Right. Or, but like, if then they ever turned and were like, Hey, can I have this? I'd be like, what? Like, yeah, eh. like, it's just like an odd thing. And especially if you have been taken advantage of before, to me, that sounds like you're probably a pretty generous person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if someone can see that you're generous and then is like, Ooh, how can I squeeze more out of her? Like, that's how you know they're fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's like hard and devastating to like see to not want to believe that someone's good and that might be a hiccup and then to see that like oh they're actually like this is part of their personality and that can be a huge bummer and it's hard to walk away from that but yeah seems like you got more stuff going on that's good in your Mm -hmm. world tell them boy bye hey Mm -hmm. everyone tell them boy bye (laughs) boy bye on to the next hi megan and mel and special guest i have a situation that i definitely need help with I am turning 21 in two days, and I have been with my boyfriend for about three months now. Um, his parents own a yoga studio, and his ex-girlfriend works for his parents at their yoga studio. There could be much worse situations. However, just wait, it gets better. I teach spin and bar at a different studio, and she comes to my classes. She's really sweet, and I have a difficult time not being nice to her, especially in the professional settings where I'm the instructor. However, there have been numerous occasions where she's had one-on-one conversations with me, either trying to talk poorly about my boyfriend to me or tells me about times that she would spend the night at his house or how perfect of a fit she would have been for his family. Um, because she is so involved in the community, my boyfriend and his family don't see a problem with inviting her to dinner or even just going to dinner or brunch with her separately. However, it makes me really uncomfortable and it 
feels wrong that it makes me uncomfortable. I feel like I'm expected to be okay with the entire situation, even though she has, she is his ex and that isn't going to change. But also I don't feel I should have to compromise with everything. And I'm not really sure how to handle this situation, especially considering my birthday is coming up in two days because I'm really scared that someone's going to invite her to go out with us. And I really just don't want her there. I don't want my boyfriend's ex there. And I don't feel like that's too wrong of an expectation to set. In fact, she was at my class this morning and asked me what I wanted for my birthday. It's a really strange situation, and at times I feel like my life is some sick sitcom, like, hello, friends, here I am, and my life, it doesn't make sense, and it's this weird, ironic mess that I sincerely and genuinely need so much help with. So, if you have any amazing advice for how to handle the situation with my boyfriend or his parents or his ex, Please let me know, because at this point, I'm resorting to just killing her with kindness because I'm a little bit of a petty bitch. And, you know, I don't want her having the upper hand. So please just let me know what you think I could do in this situation. Oh, first of all, dude, that sucks a dick. That sucks so hard. Wow. Uh, Yeah, that's a meshed to the max. I'm just like, I I feel like I don't want to. I okay. I mean, happy belated birthday. But also like, (laughs) I feel so bad for you because this is one of those situations when like, if there's like, if you're like just talking to one other person, you like disagree on something and you're like, you don't necessarily think you're crazy. But like, Mm -hmm. if there's a whole fucking family and your boyfriend are on one side and it's just you and you're like, wait, am I? Being like you're not being crazy at you're all. You're being so reasonable. So they're being fucking insane. It's uh yeah, it's it's bonkers all the way around. And like you said, it's probably you feel like an island of one right now yeah. in this situation, especially when there's adults, adult <laughs> parents that seem like this is okay. Like turns out like sometimes parents are bonkers. Oh and my god, completely yeah. insensitive and way backwards about Mm -hmm. the way that they handle situations. Um, I think, first of all, everything that you're feeling is good and genuine and reasonable and normal and Mm -hmm. healthy and the right way to be thinking about this. Um, But it is also, as a 21-year-old now, it's hard to, like, put your foot down, especially with, like, parents of someone. If you're, I mean, they're only three months into dating, Mm -hmm. so it's relatively new. So you don't want to be, like... I'm the jealous girlfriend when you're not. You're being a reasonable human being. Yeah, it's just like, it's exactly that. Like they're being unreasonable. Like the idea that like, I'm not friends with exes, but like more than that, the idea that I would want like my like boyfriend to be friends with my ex and be cool with me being friends with my ex. Like there's all these levels here. Like it doesn't matter no matter how cool and chill and great they think that she is, like she doesn't serve the same purpose in his life. So Mm -hmm. like- it's not like a childhood friend that no. like they had a flirtation or whatever like that. They were introduced to her as his girlfriend and you are now his girlfriend. Like right. they don't owe the relationship with her anything. No, there's a certain imbalance of respect going on yeah. right now. Like you're being so sweet and thoughtful and like even considering that the way you're feeling feels wrong is so sweet of you to like have those thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um and the the fact that they're not trying to make you feel more comfortable is a, a bit of a bummer. And maybe it is 
uh, just a really direct conversation with your boyfriend. You have to talk to the parents that the boyfriend talked to his parents yeah. on your behalf. Maybe it's like just be as direct as you can and then see what happens from there. Like that's all you can really do. I've had that uh, in relationships where a boyfriend has like called me out on talking too much about previous relationships mm -hmm. and not in a way that I was like longing for them or anything, just in storytelling about like events and things. Yeah. And he was like, I'm kind of uncomfortable hearing about all your previous relationships. And I got defensive for a second, but then realized like, no, if the tables were turned, I would feel the exact same way that he does. And because I want to treat people how I want to be treated, it's up to me now to make changes to make yeah. this person comfortable. So if I mean, I would say just present it as bluntly as possible. Yeah. And I think if your boyfriend then is like, no, but like, it's fine. It's cool. Like you're you have every right to be not cool and not OK with yep. it. And like the way that they're presenting it to you and talking to you about it is as if like you're the crazy one. But if he had another girlfriend, this is exactly how she would feel too. Like exactly. this is not a unique, this is not you being hypersensitive or anything like that. So I think if you tell your boyfriend and also like you can even tell your boyfriend, like, yeah. And like, as much as you guys say that she's cool, like it puts me in a weird position because like I'm nice to her when she comes to my class all the time, which is awkward enough because she comes and wants to talk shit about you. Like That's the thing. That's the thing yeah. that gets me because like, you know, I'm friends yeah. with my exes, like yeah. friends with their girlfriends, like yeah. current girlfriends too. But I would never no. talk shit about them. And no. that's like why I would I just never, never manipulate. I would never go out of my way. Like there's something a little off, a little bonkers yeah. about yeah. her showing up to your class. One, showing up to your class. You can spin somewhere else, I'm sure. Uh -huh. And two, like then talking to you and inserting herself into your relationship yeah. in a way of like, what would you like for your birthday? There's a little like petty Mm -hmm. weird stuff on her end like, i'm gonna wear your skin I mean, that was like single white femaling yep. situation and also like you don't owe this girl comfort like you don't need to make this woman comfortable because she's making you uncomfortable mm -hmm. killing someone with kindness is obviously like a great philosophy but i think that there you can be a little bit more assertive and if you're you know if you're brave enough this is easier said than done like let her know like i'm a little uncomfortable like with you being mm -hmm. so close in our relationship hopefully you respect that i know if like tables were turned in this situation you probably wouldn't want someone no. like feeling like they're encroaching on your relationship as it's in like the building stages of it um and that's not invalid to like feel or say yeah because i think like you're especially if your boyfriend's partaking in it and if he has any sort of like gripe with you wanting to have the separation to me it sounds like a guy who like wants to keep his options open and yeah. like it's mm -hmm. like as sucky as that is it's like he's okay with his parents still romanticizing her and keeping her around because he isn't totally done with the idea of her and in, in the long term like, yeah because it sounds like if she keeps saying how she could have been a great fit that he probably broke up with her yeah and then it's too enmeshed for the parents in the business to like have her completely leave and he's not squashing it and that's what mm -hmm. happens like when parents still have attachment to like exes and whatever like that's the, the their child who has been in that relationship it's their responsibility to be like no yeah. that's my relationship that's done yeah. I don't want you to talk to them anymore like we need that separation this is my new girlfriend like yeah. I need you to respect her and if he's not doing that to me that sounds like he's just not a good boyfriend like that's yeah. that I think like you need to like it's not even just necessarily about like oh she needs to stop doing this like he needs to not yeah. want her to be doing this there's like, a lack of maturity in yeah. that of like understanding like if this is going to be a serious relationship and she's trying to be mature and respectful like he owes her that too yeah I think it's just like in general if you're the person you're dating is too close with their ex and it makes you uncomfortable 
your boyfriend or girlfriend's number one priority for person who they want to make feel comfortable is you. Yeah. Like it's not their ex. Like he doesn't always act like, well, I don't want to hurt my ex's feelings. It's like, well, you're not dating her. Like you already hurt her feelings. Yeah. So she clearly wants to still be with exactly. you and you broke it off. And you don't so. have to see her all the time. It's like yeah. the person that you have to like, that you owe it to is the person that you're actively pursuing and like in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. And if he's not going to give you that level of respect that he's giving her and like that, like niceness, um, I think that you just, you need to be able to feel confident to walk away from the situation knowing mm-hmm. that it's not you and that this situation is like an unrealistic ask yes. of anybody. Like, and if he dates somebody else, like he'll date a girl and then she'll be like, oh, what the fuck? No, I'm not down for this at all. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine celebrating your 21st birthday and she just showed up? I, <laughs> I would lose my, my would fucking lose. mind. <laughs> There's a girl who works out at my gym that my boyfriend hooked up with like years ago. Uh-huh. And when he told me about it, I was like, oh, I want to find out what girl it is. And he was like, no, please don't. And I'm like, yeah. no, I'm going to find out. And then the next time I was in a workout class, I could tell quickly because she was death glaring me but it was like one of those things that i'm like he literally was like well what time does she go i don't want to fucking go like is avoiding like the plague and i'm like that's how it should be and he's like i'm really sorry and i'm like you hooked up with a girl when you're like 23 when i didn't even know you and you're apologizing to me like that's thoughtfulness yeah and it's like avoiding those situations like you should never want to put your significant other in a situation where they could potentially feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and then if you're doing it then being like well why do you feel weird like this is fine yeah it doesn't matter how nice this girl is. That's also sometimes kind of worse. Like when like your ex has like a really nice girlfriend, you're like, oh, I want to hate you so bad, but you're so fucking nice. Yeah. Like it doesn't even matter if she's like chill and cool and nice. It's also so fucking weird. Like, okay. I mean, she's definitely. This girl doesn't sound nice though. This girl no, sounds she's a calculated fire sign. and yeah. she's, sounds, she's a Scorpio or she's a Leo. Yeah. This ex-girlfriend sounds like she's going out of her way to make you uncomfortable yeah. and she knows it. Like there's no oh, world yeah. in which this is an accident that she's no. showing up and you happen to be the teacher of these classes and it's an accident that she starts word vomiting like that she could have <laughs> yeah. been perfect for their family like that's no it's crazy. intentional <laughs> it's like very much an intentional she's trying to make you insecure in your relationship too yeah and she's trying to ke- insert herself and keep herself around so then you become the girl who goes fucking crazy and insane mm-hmm. and then she's there looking like this stable like oh my gosh yeah. i didn't know how this happened and then suddenly like she's the light and everyone's like oh he should be back with her totally and if she mm-hmm. can't get to the ex-boyfriend she's getting to him through you it, yeah and through his parents and that's not fair no yeah it's weird i think you can continue to kill her with kindness because it sounds like you sound like a very sweet person in general you don't sound like very like ruthless in that sense but i think having a super honest direct conversation with your boyfriend is like the way to go i think your boyfriend needs to hear you out and if he doesn't hear you out i think like fucking kick him to the curb because yeah boy bye (laughs) yeah boy (laughs) boy bye should we go on to the next let's do it Hi, um, I'm 18 years old, and I am calling for some advice, basically about healing, I guess you could say, and like moving on from previous relationships. So basically, um, I've just recently broken up with, and um, in my one of my first relationships is very like physically abusive. Second one, um, very like sexually. Abusive, and I guess just in a lot of my relationships, I've dealt with a lot of people kind of, I feel like, using me for um, sex and, like, basically that being, like, the predominant factor in the relationship. And just recently with the person who broke up with me, um, it's been kind of hard because in previous relationships, I've had reasons to be angry with the person. But in this case, like, there's nothing really wrong with the guy. Um, he never did anything bad to me. He just um, 
just really didn't have feelings for me. So I guess what I'm calling and asking about is I just, I get like a lot of anxiety about these kinds of things and like just um, just kind of feeling like I've only been used for sex for the past like few relationships and just on a lot of relationships in my life and stuff. So I'm just calling and I guess asking for advice about how to be basically like move on from these relationships and encounters and kind of I guess avoid being used and kind of ending up heartbroken so thank you so much I love your podcast and I kind of look up to you as a big sister so thank you so nice oof yeah that's rough it is I think like how old did you say she was she's a teenager 18 I heard a teen she's 18 18 you're very young. Yeah. I think like one of the saddest things that I think we've like learned in the last like year or so is like how incredibly common it is for uh, just like women in general to have ended up in like multiple relationships or situations that are just like not healthy. Mm-hmm. And I think now is the time that like we're like, ex- not that like... not Not that we were accepting of that kind of behavior before, but then c- kind of realizing that it's not... That as much as like that was the no- that has been the norm for so long <clears throat> and for so many people that that's not okay. Yeah, and I think like while it might be hard, especially when it's like time after time after time for you for a while, I think like if you look at your life and like the scheme of like how much more of your life you have to live, like this short this period of your life is going to be like relatively short. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to like victim shame or blame at all because like it has nothing to do with you and like any like uh predators or like assault and any like shitty people like they're going to be doing that regardless but Mm -hmm. at least for me I got into the habit of when I would hop from like unhealthy relationship to unhealthy relationship like it was because I didn't give myself the time to like think that I deserved more than that and better than that and Mm -hmm. it wasn't that like I was letting these people do this to me but it was like the first time that someone treats you really shitty and really bad um as sad as it is like there could be parts of you that are like oh this is what i deserve this is all that i'm worth and Mm -hmm. then it's not that you let other people do that again but you tend to seek out other people who validate that really negative thought that you have of yourself and not that i think that like you brought this upon yourself at all but i think at least for me i got into a really terrible habit of dating people who fulfilled like the worst image i had of myself Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until that i took like a year-long break from dating anybody and I always said that it was like, it was like my picker was off and that yeah. like I would, I was subconsciously seeking out these people. Yep. And when I took that like long break and I started like dating so many different kinds of people, not that the, not the people that I was immediately attracted to. Mm-hmm. And that can be also like a super fucked up thing that happens with like, if you've been like uh, any time with like toxic relationships or like emotional abusive, uh, anything like that, like your psyche can then make you attracted to those things, yeah. which is so fucked up. And like, you're like brain, this is so not nice to me. Like, why mm-hmm. would you make me like then be attracted to these people or someone yeah. who reminds me it's of someone of, like self harm? Exactly. And I think like once you, for me, it was taking a huge break. And then it was like, I'm not going to immediately go after the guys that I'm automatically interested in because that hasn't done well for me because I don't think that I'm attracted to, uh what's good for me i think like it's like fulfilling this terrible thing and so that for me was like then dating people that were nothing like my type um 
and just like a really like broad range and also like taking my time with it because mm-hmm. I think that was also like when you jump from relationship to relationship like you can tend to put a lot of um a lot of importance on someone else like fixing you and making you feel validated and worthy and okay Mm -hmm. and that like you're never going to get over this like bad relationship or like this toxic abuse unless like until you get into a good relationship when in reality like that doesn't have to do with a partner like you move on from all that stuff solo and by yourself and until you do that I just find that like no matter how great a guy is he's never going to make you feel better because like this is something that you have to deal with on your own which or or and like as as I'm learning in therapy like not by yourself but like mm-hmm. with a ther- with somebody who's not that role that yeah. you're trying to fill like no one is ever big enough to fill that role because like you've had these things happen to you and like you need to process and deal with them and what they mean to you as a person and who you are and how you deal with your feelings and emotions and relationships but you can't process that and deal with that in a relationship with a romantic partner. Yeah, I agree. I think, first of all, these two people that used you in that way suck. They're terrible people and clearly have their own problems. Um, Two, I was going to say, I think if you have the means or any sort of um, resources to talk to a therapist or a counselor, Mm -hmm. there's probably a lot of lingering trauma from those situations that's going to affect the way that you approach relationships moving forward. And I'm sure you feel devastated right now because you just got broken up with in a relationship where you can't pinpoint something that they did wrong that you could, which is what we'd use a lot. I know anytime I, a relationship ended, I would look for all the negative things that that person did to me so I could move on, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't even really moving on. Like I wasn't, I was just using excuses to move forward. And same, I started going to therapy consistently last year. And that's like the biggest tool that's helped me find a relationship that feels strong in its foundation and makes me feel valid and I feel valid feeling great about myself in the relationship that I I think that and I'm no specialist to talk to any of the trauma that you've been through but I think at 18 recognizing that you had really toxic shitty using type of relationships is huge because now you have a tool to start talking and working Mm -hmm. through all that and to be able to pinpoint when it when or if it happens in a future relationship um because a lot of people, like you were saying, now in this culture, it's been lots of things been brought to light. So I think a lot of people have these realizations that they had all these shitty experiences without even really knowing it because they had no way to like they didn't truly believe that that was as bad as it was. Mm-hmm. Like we rationalize the good out of really bad traumatic situations. So uh, being able now to just start like here's your jumping off point. I think you should really work on yourself and not worry about having to find, like you said, a great partner that validates you and quote fixes you. Yeah. No, I but think that's, that's exactly I mean, it. Being 18 sucks anyway. This Dude, is a lot. Yeah. But exactly like you said, like the realization of knowing that, like it took me therapy and way longer yeah. to realize like, Oh wow. Like to unpack all those situations. Yeah, like yeah. so much of this stuff that like I was like, I was carrying baggage on from these other things and like, and you have no idea. And then yeah. it's like, Oh, I didn't realize that I had this like, like bomb minefield of triggers that yes. come from other things that have affected the way I've interacted in a relationship mm-hmm. in my like now present day. Yeah. As my, one of my, th- I have two therapists, but as one of them says, my favorite line, if it's his story, 
if it's hysterical (laughs) (laughs) she knows but if it's hysterical it's historical and Mm. that for me i was like oh wow what does that mean exactly basically like if if you're um in an argument with someone or something happens even if it doesn't regard anyone else and Mm. like your reaction it just feels like so blown out of proportion it's because you're as opposed to like being the base level like if for audio listeners i'm doing hand gestures yeah but for like the base level being here instead it's here it's because this has happened so many times before that your threshold for it like Mm -hmm. you just go from zero to 100 like so fast yeah as opposed to getting like if someone says something it's essentially just triggers like if someone says something that would make anyone else like sad but it makes you absolutely devastated it's because it's not the first time you've heard it yeah and like it just takes your mind right back to that Mm. and i think that for me was like incredibly helpful in um in in dating especially was like the fact that i was like oh wow like i've had this i've had like at like i had like was just loved crazy guys like i loved a guy who would like show up like drive three states away and show up where i was for my birthday and i was like so romantic impulsive fucking insane yeah but like then there were certain things that like when or and i would then get into this habit of like playing games with them because like Mm. they would play mind games with me i would play mind games with them and like that became exciting and what i liked yeah and when i tried to do that for the first time with like my current boyfriend he was like what are you doing and i was like what and he was like and i was like oh i'm like out of town like so sorry i can't come he's like no i literally what like i we still have the same calendar like i know you're in town like why are you avoiding me like whatever and i was just like oh ah and it just became this whole thing that it was like when someone else presented as like such a rational thing and Mm -hmm. then even same thing in therapy it's like when someone says something so like when they say that these things that you think in your mind or like you spiral in your mind and someone says it in such a rational way that you're like yeah there is there is no point for me the reason why i'm doing this is because this is what i've known like this is what i've done before and it becomes a habit Mm -hmm. it's not the only way to do it it just means it's the only way you really know how to do it and the way that you probably feel the most comfortable and like the guys that you probably feel the most like immediately attracted to or comfortable around or you feel like you have like a repertoire with immediately are probably similar to the guys who have treated you like shit because that's what you know and as much as like it's the the devil you know versus the devil that you don't and Mm -hmm. like as scary as that is I think like the most important thing you can do is like you said like you need you need like the space away from trying to find somebody to fill that and to make you I don't know I think at least like with relationship in general, like they, they all fail until one doesn't. Yeah. And I think like for me, I definitely, every time I would have a bad relationship, like I wanted like in my mind to know it's like, if you get like rejected or something, you're like, want to like, Oh, I want to get on a dating app. And I want to like, I just want to know that I'm still cool. Like yeah. I want to know I'm still I want to be fulfilled yeah. by attention that's positive. Yeah. And yeah. so then when it comes to relationships, like that's just so much harder because it's like, you have a bad relationship. You want to be validated knowing that you can have a good relationship. Yeah. But then you're hopping right back into something and like that's not like a quick fix sort of thing. And I think like and it's going to fuck with your self-worth. Yeah. Like there's this whole thing in the Eckhart Tolle books about pain bodies. Like we all have these pain bodies, which are essentially like the negative views that we have about ourselves. And a lot of times we just caught we just feed those pain bodies because like you said, it's super familiar. Yeah. So I'm sure you're you're subconsciously seeking out a certain type of person that makes you feel a certain way that you're so used to feeling albeit completely negative and shitty and used and so it's like talking to someone outside of a romantic relationship to start figuring out like why do I seek this out yeah I these have been really terrible situations in the past I want to move forward and I know you asked about healing everyone's healing process is totally different Mm -hmm. so it's hard to be like here's the actual formula of exactly what to do and this will be the outcome for you um, it's just starting to ask yourself more, um, 
I guess, deeper questions about yeah. yourself. And it's so as someone that's a monogamous, like serial monogamous, da- like dating person, it's so, so easy to seek out a relationship after a breakup just to fulfill that stent, like the uh, distraction and not want to feel alone. Mm-hmm. Because when you're alone, you're faced with all of your pain bodies, you're faced with all the negative things, you're faced with all the memories of the bad stuff that's happened, you're faced with all like the self loathing of like not feeling enough. And but if you're in a new relationship, and someone's validating that yeah. you're like pretty and fun and stuff like that, then you don't have to you can ignore working through any of that. So it sounds like you're ready to start doing the work. Yeah, which is unfortunately what it is. It's work. Yeah. And it's not necessarily like fun, which my therapist right. always laughs at me when I'm like, this isn't fun. She's like, well, it's not supposed to be fun. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. like, I don't like it. She was like, well, I think it's helping. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not having a good time. I, know, that's, <laughs> I avoided therapy for so long because I knew it was not going to be fun. Yes. And I knew I'd be lying. And I've gone to therapy in the past consistently lying to my therapist because I don't want to reveal how bad I feel oh, oh, or yeah. any of the bad situations. So I'll just give her like. 10 percent level yeah uh-huh. and then it's like oh why am i not getting better oh because i'm not actually participating 100 i'm giving this person a lot of money to not help me <laughs> yeah. like, i just want you to think i'm cool and yeah, i, have my I shit together. think that like i'm i'm like kind of a, like a little bit of a mess but like i already like i'm really self-aware about yeah, it like oh, i already know what i'm doing wrong and yeah like, why are you here i mean calling into you i think is a really great step yeah. to even be able to be like i feel shitty right now and i don't want to feel shitty that's like literally the first step. Yeah. Well, best of luck. Good Sending luck. you lots of love. Okay, guys, it's time for a quick break and we'll be right back. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like I'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and and it's it's delicious it's so good and I just I love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah I drink mine specifically when I am working out it's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame Me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. 
One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley and we also received the Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. On to the next. I am 22 years old. And I am currently talking to a guy that is 20. Um, I've been talking to him for what's going to be 10 months in about two weeks. Um, so nine and a half months. And we are still not dating. So I met him in the summertime. We talked for about two weeks before we got you know, like we started kissing and stuff like that. And he did tell me at first, like he told me, he's like, I'm not looking for a relationship right now, but I want to like enjoy this with you while we can, because I do really like enjoy your presence. And I wasn't looking for a relationship either because I had just gotten out of a serious three-year relationship at the time that had been over for two years though. So like, I wasn't just, it, it's not a rebound, um, but we were honest and upfront about that. And so I didn't think that we would be talking for very long, but here I am. It's been nine and a half months and we really do have feelings for each other. We both say that we care about each other a lot and we talk every single day, all day. We hang out every weekend. I sleep over at his house. Like we haven't had sex yet, but that's like a personal thing. Um, neither one of us are really ready for that if we're not going to be in a relationship. So I don't know. Okay. The big problem is he still won't date me. And like, he says that he likes me and he still wants to talk to me. And like, I don't know. I feel like we both have so much love for each other, but he's still not ready for that. And I personally feel like he needs to go to therapy because he has, he had like a really bad relationship before he met me and like a year before he met me and he's still not over that. And so I'm not going to date him until he's like ready to date, but I don't know how to bring up to him. Like, Hey dude, you need to go to therapy because this is like an issue and I can see it's hurting you. 
And also, like, we want to date each other, but that's never going to happen if you don't, like, get to the bottom of what you're going through. Oh, my God. Stop talking to him. <laughs> he doesn't but also, you. I know you won't stop talking no, to him. you so won't. This advice is a moot point because yeah, she's, already, like, she's already been like, she's like should I stop talking to him? I don't want to stop talking. Girl, I've been there. Yeah. I can tell you, I could scream as loud as possible that this boy doesn't like you and is taking you on a ride for his own benefit and you're mm -hmm. not getting as much out of this as he is. But you're not going to hear it, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's the thing that, like, sucks when it comes to fuckboys. It's like, we have selective hearing. Mm -hmm. We're like, this is the thing. He likes you. He's told you he likes you. And he does like you. Sure. He just doesn't like you that much. Yeah. He doesn't like you as enough to not want to date. And he doesn't like you enough to date you. And, like, as much as that sucks, like, it's... It, it's a true fact and like I'm sure you've probably been in positions in that same way where like there's been guys that like you've enjoyed flirting with and you like yeah. like you wouldn't date but like it's yep. still fun that's who you are in this situation yeah and it sucks it just sucks all around it's uncomfortable who knows if like who knows if the, whatever the chaos or drama is from his previous relationship, if that's even real? Because I know that's like a very convenient excuse oh, to be yeah. like, I'm not ready today. I had a traumatic previous relationship. I've used that excuse uh -huh. because I was too much of a pussy to tell a boy that I don't think this is going yeah. to go any further. And like it, it happens with people. All of the telltale signs are there that this guy is just kind of if you're willing, going to keep you around at arm's length because the shittier thing is like you in this mentality, if another girl swoops in, all of a sudden they start dating, it's going to be devastating. Yeah. So you, I think, need to start separating now and like move on a little bit. Who knows in the future yeah. if the stars align and work separately has been done on each other, mm -hmm. that it makes sense and you guys like hit it back off and like go right into a relationship. That's, you know, what happened with the guy I'm dating right now. It's like we hung out in the past yeah. and it wasn't the right time. And I, I was very much the one that like wasn't ready. Yeah. And so now the stars aligned and it's like a much solid, healthier situation. Yeah. So it's never out of the question. But for now, it seems like this guy, I mean, it's really been 10 months, yeah. nine and a half nine months, <laughs> so many two numbers. years, three years, <laughs> one. like one year. Like he also told you from the very beginning, like what he that he didn't wasn't looking for anything serious. And I think like a lot of the time in general, I think we should all just be more honest with ourselves yes. when we when we respond to things like that, like I never think you should go into a situation like when you're like defining the relationship or whatever, asking for someone what they want. I think the most important thing is just laying your cards out on the table and be like, this is what I feel because your feelings can't be conditional on how they feel. So mm -hmm. if like, they're like, Oh, I want something casual. And you're like, Oh yeah, yeah me too. Me too. Right. Like, no, like if you don't want something casual, that's why you need to be the one to open the conversation and be like, Hey, I really like you. I really care about you. I, um, would really loved for us to like actually date and, and if that's not gonna happen i need to leave yeah because it's not fair because i think like as much as you said like back then you weren't you were cool with it at the end of the day i think you have been prioritizing him versus any other guy that you've been dating because yeah. like as much as you weren't ready to date he was a convenient guy to kind of be there and like you to hang out with no pressure as you got over your breakup and then you didn't put any energy and effort into anyone else. Mm -hmm. And so it's all in him. And so now you're waiting, being like, okay, well, I'm ready to date. And he, from the beginning, told you that he wasn't ready to. So on his end, he's like, I haven't ever lied to you. Yeah. And it's a really also a convenient lie we tell ourselves because it's 
embarrassing to be the one that's more in than the other person. Yeah. It's very easy when you meet someone that you genuinely really like to lie to yourself and say, I also don't want a relationship. But like you said, you were checked out of your three year relationship two years before. Yeah. So you've already like moved on emotionally from that situation. So I don't think you're grieving the loss of that relationship mm-hmm. since you were mentally checked out already. So you probably were ready to date this person yeah. and you because he wasn't tried to make it cool and chill and like not dramatic by also saying, yeah, yeah, on paper, I just got to have a long term uh, relationship. So I clearly probably am not ready to date you, even though I secretly if you wanted to date me, I would probably also say I want to date you. right now." And it's just not like I I, I don't think it's fair to future you because like, yeah, the more that you stick around, it totally sucks. But exactly like you said, he's going to meet some girl. And he is going to immediately start dating her. They've known each other for two weeks and he just knows. Yeah. If you've been around for nine and a half months and he doesn't know, that's because it's a no. Like that doesn't, that doesn't just stick around. That doesn't just happen in that way. And you can really care for somebody and that can still not be your person. And Mm -hmm. like, he might wish it was you. He might really wish like, you know what? This would be so much more convenient. I really do like you, but like, I don't like you enough in that way like that's just like it's just not what I want right now and like that's not what it is and if it's not enough like you never want to be that person who's like tugging the person that you're dating to like like you as much as them like you don't want that you don't want to have someone to play catch up where you have to dial back your feelings because you don't want to come off too strong and be too crazy like that's not how it should be and like the truthfully is like if someone wants to be with you they will be with you and like Mm -hmm. especially after all of this time like I also think like I've had I've had friends who've like started talking to guys when they were in uh, going through like breakups and like or dealing with it. And they've been like, hey, I really like you and I am not in a good place right now. So like I'm let's not talk like, let's separate. And when I'm doing better, let's go out again. But it's not like, oh, I can keep you if he's okay with keeping you around as a friend through that whole process. To me, that's not that's not going to go anywhere. Like yeah. he wouldn't have done that if he truly thought that you guys had a future together and all of that stuff. He wouldn't have wanted to have all of this time in this weird limbo. Like mm-hmm. it's just not worth it. And I think he's just, he told you what his intentions were and what he wanted from the very beginning. And that doesn't mean that he doesn't care about you and that everything else he said is a lie, but it just, that rings true. His yeah. actions and all of that stuff and the therapy and all of that stuff. Like, I think like as somebody who preaches therapy, hardcore, I don't think it's a case of him needing to go to therapy mm-hmm. to get over this relationship. No. I think you need to realize that he's not that into you and you need to get over that. She's trying to fix him. Yeah. You can't go in a relationship trying to fix somebody. Yeah. And you can't, yeah, if he, I mean, you guys have been nine and a half, ten months hanging a baby. out. A, you baby. Know, but, <laughs> but also, like, if that guy wanted to go to therapy to fix himself, he mm-hmm. would have signed himself up already. Yeah. He would have done some research. It's not your job to be his secretary that looks up therapy and is like, here, if you go, then we can be in a relationship. Yeah. Like the coolest, most mature thing you can do at this point is be tr- like brutally honest with yourself and recognize that either one, you really do want a relationship. And if he's not ready, you need to start opening yourself up to other people. Mm-hmm. Or two, if you really do not want a relationship right now, like yeah. just be super, super like uncomfortably honest with yourself. Yeah. Because it's like, it's not like this is a comfortable situation for the last 10 months anyway. How can no. it, why not make it a little bit more uncomfortable and walk away? Yeah. Because I think you're trying to find excuses and reasons to mm-hmm. get him to be where you are. And if he's not there now, you don't want to do like, it's all these wishes yeah. that you're like, and all these like fairy tales that you tell yourself that like, if he just went to therapy, we could be a couple and we'd be so strong and solid. Yeah. 
that's not he could go to therapy and then cut it off with you immediately after yeah and also at the end of the day it's like as much as like really think all of that out and what you're what you think that you want because do you want a relationship with somebody who let's say if if everything that you said is so is true if that who he is into you but like he's still so years later still so so hung up over his ex that he can't even get himself to go to therapy he needs you to force him to go to therapy so he can realize that he does want to be in a relationship with you do you want to be in a relationship with that guy like when you are so so sure and solid of your emotions and your feelings that you need to handhold him to get to where you are that to me is just like that's always gonna that doesn't feel like a secure stable love that's Mm -hmm. gonna be like a oh I hope you still like me oh I hope you still like me I don't want to say anything that like freaks you out because like that's not you don't feel secure in that yeah also I think none of these answers we're giving you are a surprise to you I think you called because you already know what the answer is like you sound very intelligent and like you've done some of your own personal work that I don't think anything we're saying is a isn't something you've already thought of a million times yeah Oh God! But I'm sure you know that already. Yeah. <laughs> if she if she kept listening, yeah, she's, she's like, like, got yeah, it, I got this, it. I'm done. Not the answer I wanted. Not what I want to hear. Uh, I'm gonna go ask I'm him if he wants hate? to hang out. What would his name be? Brad. Mm. Oh, for sure, Brad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A Brad with like B R A Y D. Yeah, mm. Brad. <laughs> Brad. 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 You're so hot, Brad. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. On to the next. Hi, Megan. I'm 20. I just finished my sophomore year of college. So here's what my life has been like so far. I got into a relationship with this guy in January. And we had, like, started talking at the beginning of December, and everything was good. Like, we went on our first date, and it was like, oh, my God. Like, ridiculous level of like connection and like I texted him after and I was like hey you know if you just want to be friends it's fine because we had mutual friends and like the last thing I wanted to do was make it awkward or like pressure him and he was like no like you're amazing blah 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 and so I don't know in a way he just made it seem like you know everything was mutual and like he went on a vacation with his family and like he FaceTimed me the whole time and he was always so into me and he started telling his parents about me all of his friends knew about me and like we dated for, like, officially dated after he asked me to be his girlfriend for, like, three weeks. And then we got into, like, a barely a big fight, and he broke up with me. And then I confronted him, and turns out he lied about liking me the whole time. And he then proceeded to try to get me in trouble and say that I was harassing him because of it and, like, told a bunch of people in my life lies and tried to make it seem like he had to go to a mental hospital. And he had a fake panic attack around me. And when I asked how, he said, oh, we all have our talents. You have yours. I have mine. I guess my question is, I'm still really messed up about it. And, like, I think maybe hurt more than I should be. And I don't really talk to my friends about it because I think when it first happened, like, it was okay for me to be dramatic and for me to be, like, not okay. But now I think when I bring him up, people are like, oh, my God, why are you still talking about it? But also, like, a sexual assault thing came up, and I had to, like, figure out that the situation that he put me in was bad. And... I just think that, like, I still deal with it. Like, I still have dreams about it. I still cry sometimes about it. And he's essentially tried to ruin my life. And some of my friends aren't friends with him anymore, but I still have friends that are. And it really sucks because he lied and admitted to manipulating everybody. And, like, he told everyone, like, yeah, I would have had sex with her, but I would have regretted it right after. And then it was a bad decision. And, like, he was like, I like her personality. It's not her body. And, 
So any advice that you could have for me, should I get over it? What should I do? Because I don't know. I'm tired of crying about it. And I feel like I'm giving him more power than he deserves in this moment. But at the same time, like it hurts. And I was like really, really falling in love with him because in my eyes, I dead ass thought that he was like maybe my soulmate. So I don't know. Any advice you could help, you could give would help. Thanks. I was like a fucking wow. sociopath. Yeah, that guy. What a loser. What a fucking scary loser. I know. Wow. That First of all, this happened in January. Yeah. So it's right now June. That's not a ton of time. So it's yeah. totally normal to still feel like traumatized and to still be processing what the fuck just happened to you. Yeah. Um. So I don't think your friends that tell you like to get over it, like tell them the fuck off. Yeah. Like it's if there's more to the there's a lot of vague things that you said. So I don't know mm -hmm. fully all the details and the context of everything. But it sounds like there's a lot of intense layers to this that I'm sure you probably felt like a lot of embarrassment about when he broke up with you and then also it's the one of the most embarrassing things is like one getting broken up with by a person but two like really liking that person and then finding out that they dropped you and that they're like bonkers in the yeah. brain a little bit and to feel like I chose that person yeah. I was attracted to that I can't even trust myself and my instincts mm -hmm. um but it's not you it sounds like it's there's a lot of chaos happening yeah. here um, and I think it's totally normal and fine that you're still crying and thinking about yeah. it. Like you shouldn't feel that's just going to you're going to cut yourself off from actually like grieving the loss of what happened. Um, it's intense. Yeah. And I, I exactly like I don't think and I really don't think this is an amount of time that I would if I was a friend to be like, get over it. Mm -hmm. I think like also um one of the, an important thing to remember just in general, especially if it's like you're talking to your friends about really heavy traumatic things. Um, it can be really also hard for your friends as hard yeah. as that is for you. I mean, we preach therapy here like crazy, but that's one of the biggest things that I think has been a great discussion as of late in general is talking about how like your friends aren't your therapists mm -hmm. and you can talk to your friends and confide in your friends, but also with traumatic and triggering things, you also don't know everything in your friends' lives. And like, it can be a lot, like if your friend is really dealing with something uh, even similarly or not similar at all, and they have a lot on their plate and they're not opening up about yeah. it, it can be a lot to require that from your friends. I I think in general, though, like you should be able to have conversation with your friends about it. And if there are friends who are more able to talk to you about it and like not write you off as being yeah. like ridiculous with it, I would lean on them because any judgmental stuff also first and foremost any friends who are still friends with him are not your friends yeah i am not here for if i anyone who has treated me like shit or has been like a fucking toxic terrible person to me if any of my friends are still friends with them like no like then Especially, you're not my friend yeah and someone that's admitted to manipulating your friends like that's a oof. like you're just cool with it like you're like oh no i mean it wasn't me and like they it's said a, they they were they owned up to it it's, it's like, a lot no. of other people in the world to be friends with <laughs> so many other people um, so I would say first and foremost, like, I think you definitely need, um, you need someone to talk to who is going to like, listen and be compassionate and like help you unpack everything because yeah, it hasn't been that long. And you're, when you date someone who like, he sounds like a sociopath and like mm -hmm. that, the whole thing with sociopaths is, is the facade is like when they're, you fall for the image of them and yes. who they want you to, who, who they are portraying themselves to be. 
And then when you start to see like behind the behind all of that and you start to see catch glimpses of that, it becomes this is like one of the things we've unpacked in my therapy session a lot. It becomes a whole thing, like you said, trusting yourself. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes this whole internal thing of being like, I don't know when my brain is telling me the truth and when it's telling me when it's lying to me, because when you're with somebody and you spent time with someone who's like so incredibly manipulative to your own reality, you have a really hard time grasping your own reality. Right. Because you've listened to what someone else told you was your reality for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And even though this relationship wasn't necessarily super long, it made you question yourself. And I think that's going to seep into every aspect of your life, not just your romantic life is because like it does make you like second guess everything that you're saying or you're thinking or that you're doing or that you're interpreting and being like was this actually what is this is this this or and then it's also it can make you like i'm definitely like i'm such a mistrusting person because yeah. of that stuff where like you've been I, burned yeah and like i then then would like if someone was like just like nice to me i'm like i don't believe it like right. there has like i and then i would self-sabotage new relationships because like i was just being nice i'm like oh i'm so sorry i did not know what that was like i thought <laughs> there was an ulterior motive <laughs> and so it can be really really hard and i think like the most important thing to do is to talk to a professional about that yeah um again we plugged in the last one but in all of them we always have like the affordable uh therapy like listed in our uh show notes but i think like also first and foremost like give yourself like give yourself like some time to breathe and some space from this because like this is it's it wasn't just like a breakup it was like Mm -hmm. emotionally and mind fucking you yeah and that's something that's gonna take a little bit longer to get over, especially when it's someone who was like so charming. And that is a thing with sociopaths. Like they're mm-hmm. so charming. And like, it was like felt tailor made to you. Oh, yeah. It makes you feel like a fucking idiot. Yeah. And then it's really easy to play your own mind games in yourself and romanticize the person that you were like, I, that I thought he was going to be my soulmate. Yeah. Yeah. You can think that because that's what they sold you on when you first started, but then you really have to look at the reality of what that Mm -hmm. person did to you as they unfolded all their layers of like sociopathy. Uh, Also, I always think that, and I have to remind myself in the time that like getting over a breakup, especially something that is traumatic like that, it's like mourning a death. And there's five stages of grief that if you look it up, it's so uh, maps over like getting over a breakup, like you're in denial, then you're angry about it and you rationalize and then something and then you accept mm-hmm. uh, or you bargain and then you accept. And so it's, of course, you're now still having these moments because it sounds like you're angry about it. You were probably in denial for a long time mm-hmm. and now it's finally hitting you and you're mad and you're sad and you don't know why you can't get over it quick enough um, or pretend that or just cut it off because it sounds like you're not a sociopath. You can't just compartmentalize your feelings like he probably can. So it does affect you deeper and it affects your relationships with your friends. So Mm -hmm. yeah, go do your work for yourself. Realize that you've seen this guy's true colors and that ultimately people like that, like it'll come to light for people. Like you don't have to do any campaigning for your friends to tell them that he's a bad guy. If they can't see it, they'll eventually find out in some other way. And hopefully you've moved way on by that point. But good luck. It's okay. Your feelings are valid. And it's like, yeah, it's going to take, everyone's got different timelines on how they get over relationships too. So don't feel stressed out that you're not completely over it overnight. Yeah. And I don't even necessarily think it's uh, about him I think it's also about like what he represent like the yeah. kind of person that he was I don't think it matters the duration it's when like someone's a, that used car salesman that sold you on this image that turns yes. out wasn't what it was and then right when you were about to buy the car they're like never mind the car's not available anymore yeah. buy get off my property exactly <laughs> you're, you're like, like what good, <laughs> yeah that's exactly how it yeah. is oh fuck that guy fuck that guy should we go to is it time for mm-hmm. don't blame them 
Okay. Uh, this is, don't blame them. This is when listeners call in with their own advice from previous episodes. So if like someone had dated a sociopath, they would then call in and be like, here's my two cents. Oh, cool. So what is this one from? This is from the episode with Jocelyn Davis, um, season three, the 20th episode from that season. And um, the original caller had called because her boyfriend's friend was being like a bad influence on him. Oh, okay. okay. And so, do you remember? I do. Okay. So this is someone calling with similar experience. Cool. Hi, Megan and guests. Um, I am calling in on um, the most recent podcast with Jocelyn. Um, I'm calling about the caller who said that um, her boyfriend has a friend who's um, kind of a bad influence. Um, I'm kind of speaking from experience, or I am speaking from experience on this. Uh, my boyfriend and I have been together for six years this May, and his uh, best friend since they were like in middle school um, is or was um, not the best influence on my boyfriend. And um, it came to the point of where I would get uh, really nervous every time that him and his friend would go and hang out and um, go out drinking or um just even like hanging at home something always just kind of ended up getting a little too crazy when he was with him and um my advice and what that was something that I've learned is that when I stopped making a big deal about it and when I stopped trying to control him he realized on his own how stupid it really was and um it ended up also not being a fight between the two of us anymore because again he was realizing just kind of how foolish it was um so when I stopped making a big deal about it and when I stopped bringing it up and when I stopped trying to have a say in what he did and who he spent his time with um he actually stopped making those decisions because like I said he just kind of realized that it was kind of pointless um so I don't know if that's of any help but um now it is definitely not an issue between us anymore. So anyway, love your podcast. Thanks so much. Hope this helps. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. And that's also a tremendous and beautiful amount of trust that you put in the person that you chose to like be in a relationship with to mm -hmm. have like the wherewithal to recognize it on their own yeah. instead of you badgering them about it and getting mad that they can't see from like an eagle's eye view, like what the situation is. So that's really cool. Good for you guys. Yeah, that's so much art. And like, just like, such the smarter way to do it that I never would have thought of. Yeah, I wouldn't. Like, I would never trust yeah. someone to recognize. I'd be like, "You don't see what I <laughs> see," and then that's a me problem. Idiot. <laughs> You're blind. But no, that's like that's genius. And like the idea that yeah, I mean, I always say, which apparently I should preach more because I would never thought to do this. Like, expect more of the people that you surround yourself yeah, with. Like, if yeah. you really like them and you really care about somebody, like you should hope that they're good people and expect yeah. that they're smart. Um, but I think that's like yeah, that's that's incredibly impressive. And it's also like it's the same thing when you let someone like come to the conclusion on their own. And then you're like, oh, wow, I never thought of that. And you're like, I'm not the evil bitch. Like, this right. is amazing. I'm not the controlling girlfriend yeah. that's trying to... Because there's also, I imagine that if you consistently bring up something that bothers you and they can't see it, then they kind of, you know, that you want what you can't have. Yeah. Like they want to hang out with that person more just to spite you so that they have their independence in mm -hmm. some regard. So letting them feel their independence and then come to their own conclusions is pretty mature and rad good job yeah i'm very impressed by that i wonder what happened with the original caller let us know did yeah. you do that <laughs> if you did i will be so so impressed these are things that i don't think any of us had to do that 
No, <laughs> none of us said that. <laughs> well, guys, uh, that's it for this episode. Oh. Um, Grace, plug your shit. Oh, yeah. Um, I got a couple podcasts going on. You have multiple podcasts. Yeah, that's not impressive. T- not too deep. The Melissa works on um, that comes out every Monday. And then uh, this might get weird with my friend Mamrie Hart. Woo-woo. Comes out every Wednesday. And then just I'm at Grace Helbe across all the social medias. Yes. And we're, I'm watching you uh, cook food once a month. Thank you. Somehow I got a brand deal that is consistent and it is bizarre that they support me like that. I'm very into it though. <laughs> um, if you guys want to call to be in an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 and international listeners can email us an audio file at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at don'tblammemepod and check out our Patreon for oh, some yeah. bomb-ass exclusive content. Chat rooms, talk to us, talk to each other, make some new friends real fun stalk some people like more like we can like talk about you know mm-hmm. what i mean like you're like is my boyfriend cheating on me and then we can all like deep dive yeah. oh yeah that's a great way to use like your discord uh, chat yeah, honestly, oh, yeah. have people present that, things that and was, then be like i need a secret agent immediately we yeah. were like this is what we need you should just mm-hmm. call it secret agents yeah Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it's like hey guys i need a secret do. agent um well uh we'll see you guys next week goodbye bye Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts. Camera operator, Amanda Lechner. Production assistance by Julie Carley. And music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Part of the HerPod Network.